Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe, Do You? I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today we have a special episode. It's actually going to be listener stories this time around. So no guests. These are stories that you guys sent in to us, and we're going to read them back to you. Yeah, guys. So um, actually, a couple of these stories came in to us in Spanish, and I was able to translate them. Uh, wasn't that hard, but uh, yeah, so... It, Again, if if you guys want to go ahead and send your stories in and, you know, it, and if it's not in English and it is in Spanish, it, feel free to do it. We can translate it for you and, and get them out uh, like we will today. All right, guys. So two of the stories that came into two of the stories that came in today are from uh, a co- our dad's cousin. Uh, she's from Matamoros. Uh, she she's a nurse. Well, I was going to say she was, but she is a nurse. She used to work at a hospital and now she works at a, a maquiladora or a factory. Um. And uh, the other story is from one of our previous guests, actually, and uh, that's Max. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into the first story. This is um, this is from Luce Carmen. She's my dad's cousin. Uh, like I said, she's from Atamoros. And uh, this is uh, at her current job. Uh, this didn't happen to her, but it happened there at the factory that she works at. <clears throat> so she starts... This story takes place at the factory where I work. It's a large factory slash company where there are about 4,000 employees. They have three shifts. There are a lot of new employees. There's a new employee in the warehouse who's been there for about two weeks. They switched him from day shift to night shift. One day, his boss sends him from plant 52 to plant 53, which is next door. And all he has to do to to get there is walk down the hallway. His boss sends him to plant 53 to copy some files from the computer that the, in that plant. The guy gets out at 1 a.m. to do the job that he was tasked to do after finishing his work in plant 52. When he walks over to plant 53, he, see, he sees between all the shelves and uh, where there are screwdrivers, screws, uh, where, they, where there should only be parts that uh, the workers use, two little kids playing, a little boy and a little girl. The guy ends up freaking out because there shouldn't be kids there. There aren't any houses close by, and there isn't a way. Um, there isn't a way for people who shouldn't be there to get in. I'm assuming they have like ac- need access cards or you know have to punch in codes or something. So she continues. The guy had gotten very scared, but he still had to do the job that he was tasked to do. Uh, the guy still very scared, walks into the warehouse, and to try and shake it off the fear a bit, he starts to sing out loud. He was able to see that the kids hid among all the shelves. He sees it. Uh, he sits at the computer and continues singing. Inside the warehouse, there are some helmets that the workers have to use when they're in the area because, because of the parts on the shelves that are higher up, which can fall on their heads and injure them. These helmets are in front of the computers where this guy was working. He starts. Uh, he started getting the files that he needed as he continued to sing. All of a sudden, one of the helmets, more specifically a pink helmet that belonged to one of his female coworkers, flew at him, hit him in the head, and he saw like he saw it because it was right in front of him. The guy got so scared that he took off running. He didn't finish the job that he had to do, and he didn't even close out the session on the computer. No one heard anything that day. There weren't any employees in the area because that day. There hadn't been a third shift. What? Yeah. So, like, when I first heard this, I'm like, 
I was like embracing for like, cause so he, he said that he saw two little kids. Right. And so when she starts telling me this and then she starts telling me that he started singing, I 100% expected for her to say that like the kids started singing too oh, or something yeah. like that. I think, I think that would have, I mean, I don't know. That would have been crazy too, you know, like, um, cause you know, like I thought he might've started singing. Cause like, since he was scared, I thought he might've started singing something like to kind of calm his nerves and like relax him a little bit. And so maybe he started singing like, um, I don't know, like a nursery rhyme or some childhood song or something like that. And the kids were going to start singing along, but I guess, uh, he, no- he just noticed that the kids kind of hid from him when, when that, when, you know, they noticed him, I guess. But why would there even be kids there to begin with? Like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't know where exactly in Matamoros the, the plant is that factory, but, um, I mean, the only thing I can assume is somebody like I don't know is the land that's that it's on. Like somebody. Oh, no. died. Sorry, I mean, like if. Well, okay. Did did he know there are ghost children like from the start? Like. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Is like there's nobody like in in the story. She says that um, there shouldn't. He was freaked out. That's why he was freaked out because yeah, he didn't okay. he didn't realize or like there's no reason there why there should have been anywhere. Well, that's why I mentioned the whole. I guess they must use access cards or like. Um, to, yeah. to get in because um, when he that's why and that's why he freaked out when he saw them because he was like well there shouldn't be any children here like li- there's literally no houses close by um, for it's like even like how do I explain it like there's no houses close by so even if they're uh, like for example like yeah there just shouldn't be anybody there because yeah, there's yeah. nowhere around uh, there's nobody that's around for you know to be able to get in you know what i mean or that they might have accidentally like you know just like snuck past security or something like that and ended up in one of the warehouses and i was like no like it's literally yeah there's there's nothing around that area where she's at so or where the, the the plant is at so um but yeah apparently uh another reason why there shouldn't have been anybody there like like somebody in the office like took because i was like well maybe somebody in the office took their kids or something like that and um and they're there i mean granted it is like one in the morning but but again that he said that there was no third shift so there's no reason why there should have been kids there period especially in that area because from what the way she described it there was um shelves like like i said like in the story there's shelving and stuff like that because it's like an industrial factory so um yeah like it would just have been dangerous for the kids not that the kids would really care i guess they would just be playing around but still i think just the fact that um there was kids there would have freaked me out enough and i i would have been real hesitant to like go into the uh the factory to begin with and then like i think like with him just the icing on the cake i I, like i honestly i wouldn't have even gone in so i'm like (laughs) like that dude's got balls for like just kind of like sticking through it you know what i mean and then yeah then to watch just that helmet fly off the you know the the thing the rack in front and and like hit you like Nah, fuck that. I'm out. Peace. I would have yeah. bolted too. Yeah, no. He, uh, yeah, I think both of us would have been out like long before <laughs> what he went through. <laughs> or I guess he stayed there the whole time and did what he yeah. needed to do. I, yeah, would not have been able to. No, thank sure. you. The, I guess my place of employment, uh, we always joke that there's uh, a ghost there. 
but it's not really a joke. It's kind of serious too, because stuff will go flying off the shelves randomly. And like, I don't think I've ever told you this. And, no. uh, no. Yeah. So stuff will just like fall and like, no one walked past it. Like no, nothing. It just, everyone's in the room and then something falls off the shelf. And, um, I think, well, I thought I was the only one experiencing stuff because I used to have to work pretty late at night when I was working two, three jobs and I would be there until like eight, nine o'clock at night. And sometimes I'd be the last person there that late. And the way that my workstation was like, I have my back facing towards like this huge room and I'm like Mm -hmm. facing a wall essentially. And I kept feeling someone like walk into the room and like be right up, like coming right up behind me. So I turned around like, Oh, Hey, like, and there's nobody there. And it would freak me out. And you just like, feel like someone's watching you or someone's like hanging, hanging out around you. And, uh, I finally jokingly brought it up to one of my other coworkers and she's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I've seen him and I feel him. And like, he's knocked stuff off the shelves and I don't know what. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. And, uh, so yeah, if we just talk about a bakery ghost now and, uh, yeah, I'm surprised I hadn't told you that yet. No. I, and I actually had something similar happen at, at where I work now. Like I'm also a nurse, but like right now I'm doing um, private duty. So I work at people's houses. Uh, so m- the house that I was at, um, they have on the, on the refrigerator, they have like all the cereal boxes, like all stacked up. And then they have the, the Maruchan, I guess the ramen noodles is what it is. And the color cup of noodles. Um, they have the cup of noodles, but they have like a ton of them. They have like, they literally have, you know, how in the grocery store, they come in like a little box and you pull them out yeah. of the box. Yeah. Well, they have the whole box oh. and they, I think they have like two of them. So like the cereal stacked up on top the, and then the, the, the cup of noodles are like, um, like, st- like stacked one on top of the other next to them. Right. And I mean, some of the, the cup of noodles were missing. Um, obviously the cereal boxes were open and stuff like that. And, uh, I walked in to the. I walked into the kitchen um, because I was getting something that I needed out of the fridge for my for my patient, right? And then uh, at the time, nobody was home. They, I was by myself. It was like really, it was kind of late. Um, but I think they were at a, a funeral for the the mother of the of the patient's parent. So the essentially the the patient's grandparent uh, had passed away, and uh, they were they were at the funeral, the parents, uh, my patient was still at home, obviously. So I was there and I opened the door. Right. And like the, the stuff isn't to where a spot, like where if you open the, the refrigerator, the, the stuff is going to fall. Right. And, and obviously if it was like, if stuff was going to fall off, it would fall off immediately. Uh, as you open the refrigerator, right. Cause it gets off balance. There's nowhere for it. So it'll fall over. Right. And, and maybe like one or two of the cereal boxes will fall over, but no, it didn't happen. Like, I turn around, I, I get what I get needed out of the fridge. I close the door and I start walking away. And all of a sudden, everything just almost, almost like it ex- like literally explodes off of the, off of the fridge. Like just went flying. Like one of the cereal boxes landed uh, almost by like the entrance of the kitchen, like which is where almost where I was, like right behind me. Um, some of the cup of noodles landed where I was. Some of them landed in front of the fridge. And like, if something falls over, like it's going to fall over just straight down, yeah, straight down, or maybe even a few feet in front, depending on how, you know, how hard it fall, uh, fell, but it's not going to go like 
over here and then over here and then yeah. some in the sink. And so it was like literally like somebody just pushed everything off of the, off of the, the top, the of, the top fridge. of the fridge. Yeah. So like, I kind of got a feeling it was, um, you know, my patient's grandparent. So like when the mom came home, I was like, Hey, uh, this happened. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like this is what it was, you know? And, um, cause I had had other experiences in the house before. So like if like that happened right, and then you chalk it up to like eh, it's one person, whatever, blah blah blah. It, it you know, it could have been whatever. So then, like a few months later, um, the mom's talking to me again, and the mom tells me that the exact same thing happened to the dad. Huh. Yeah. So like literally the exact same thing. Like he opened the fridge, closed the fridge, and everything just flew off of the off of the. Top uh, the, of the fridge. Yeah, the top of the fridge. And and he like he was like, oh no, he was trying to explain it away. He was like, yeah, Oh, it was probably like uh, we're tired, you know, like they hadn't had nurses coming in because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, and I had been the only one coming in at the time. So like they weren't really getting a lot of rest and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I, I he was like, It was just that because I think something else had moved in their room too, like a blanket, like there was supposed to be somewhere where like even the kids couldn't reach it the dog couldn't reach it or anything yeah. like that but it ended up in like like in front of the door on the floor or something like that like, they picked it up and threw it so they were like we're just tired like we might have moved it and we didn't realize and and then the mom was like no this happened to eric too like mm-hmm. you know he goes she goes Esto, esto suegra que, um, yeah. get the, like that it was his mother-in-law just messing with him and stuff like that so or i mean like you're, we were talking about in uh, Keith's episode with the poltergeist activity, like just especially if, you know, a grandparent or a parent passes away, True. like I'm sure there's lots of sadness, lots of energy there that, um, you know, is just kind of building up. But yeah, it also could just be the, the, the mother. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, well, I was going to say, I didn't mean to get into like our own personal experiences but like because I had another one that had to deal with work that is sim- kind of similar to yours um except it wasn't the top of the fridge it was a uh, so I used to be a nanny also and uh the family that I worked for they had this huge like shelf unit thing where like there was like drawer like plastic drawers and that's where they kept all the kids toys and I mean it was pretty sturdy like even to pull one out like you you know really had to tug and and uh there is one day that I was in the bedroom with with George and we we're playing with something I don't know what and all of a sudden I just hear this like super loud like crash bang like it sounds like lego pieces falling all over the floor and sure enough I went out and the the drawer that was full of legos was just like you it was literally as if someone had grabbed it and then just yanked it out and let it all spill all over the floor and the dad was actually in the kitchen, uh, which is in the same area as like where this like shelf unit thing is. And uh, I freaked out and like ran out and he was there and I was like, oh, it was like, is everyone OK? Like, what happened? He's like, oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, it just this fell over. And I'm like, I literally put that away myself. Like I, it was shoved all the way back. Like I've made. So it was just weird. I mean, I'm sure he was trying to explain it away, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then this happened three times uh, because I'm trying to remember if it was the same one or if it was like different ones every time. But uh, yeah, it happened to me uh, 
one time when I was by myself where one of the drawers, again, like you have to really pull. It's not like they're hanging off like halfway or anything. Like you have to yank it. Uh, and yeah, so it happened once with me when we were kind of in the area. So I didn't actually see it happen. Um, and then a third time it happened with the mother. Uh, I think she was also in the kitchen and it happened again. And I finally, like, I told her, I was like, yeah, this keeps happening. I'm not, I'm not sure what's, uh, what's wrong with this drawer, but I don't really think they're believers. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so of course everyone's just kind of playing it off, but it happened three times and it never happened again, at least while I was there. And, uh, yeah, it's just weird. I don't I, like, I wonder how much energy it takes for a ghost to just be able to like do something like that. You know, I'm sure it needs a lot. Cause yeah. I mean, those drawers were heavy too. Yeah. But I don't know. So question. Yes. Was this around the time that you were having one of your two attachments? Definitely not the first one. I don't really know how long the second one was going on. Like, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Because I was thinking maybe that, you know, because you know how the first one was kind of like confused and trying to this one, the second one's had or has or has been trying to get more attention than the other one, right? The other one just altered your mood. Yeah, the the other one was was more of a. Well, I mean, I guess they both kind of did. The other, yeah, but the first one was like, I did not even feel like myself. Like mm-hmm. I, that was not me. But but even even the second one too, like I for sure had thoughts that like weren't mine (laughs) yeah um but he was more like he was i've never had anything like mess with stuff it's more like just affects me and like what i feel and like what i like or my mood too i guess Mm -hmm. so i don't i mean i don't think it was that i don't know i again i'm no expert i have no idea no i was just curious because i know you did have this there was uh at least the first one for sure was during the time that you were being a nanny so i didn't know if maybe that was around the same time and that could have been one of the causes because i mean i also don't know the history of the house and stuff like that so i mean it's an old ass house but i never i never really felt anything there like i always felt pretty safe i never had that like being watched kind of feeling or um it was just like those those kind of three experiences and that was kind of it so didn't mean to go on a tangent of like our own personal stories uh, but it's time for Max's story. Um, I've been waiting for this since Max talked about it. So yeah, and and I will say, uh, she actually wrote this really well. Like it, it reads almost like you're reading a book or something. So um, it's a little on the longer side. Um, I'm just gonna read through, and the creepy part happens towards the end. So just giving you that heads up. I just sat back in my chair. Okay. The coffee also just kicked in, so I'm a little jittery, and I hope that (laughs) I can get through this without rambling or stuttering like an idiot. So, you, grab your belongings and follow me, the guard said, pointing at me. I stood up from the bench and made my way to the gate. The guard unlocked the gate with a huge metal key and opened it. I stepped out and stood next to her. While being locked... While being locked up for six months, I learned the first cardinal rule of prison. Do not stand behind a guard. Always walk in front of or beside them. I stood beside her and waited for her to lock the gate back up. Come, she said, and motioned motioned for me to start walking. She followed me. We walked into a low-ceiling hall 
a low ceiling hall and the that held cells on each side. The floor was concrete and the walls were center blocks. Everything in there was painted white. The flickering lights above me made me feel like I was walking through a dungeon. I peeked inside the cell doors on of each cell. Sometimes there was a person inside and they'd stand at the door as I passed. They watched me with curious eyes. After I passed by, they shuffled back to their bunk. Um, I looked around the cell as she walked by. It was a two-person cell. There was a top and a bottom bunk screwed into the wall on, to my left. I looked at the slip of paper that was given to me while I was waiting inside my cage. B-17, top, it read. Great, I was on the top bunk. My cell was empty, so why the top bunk? I rolled my eyes, sigh. To my right, the stainless steel toilet. Well, thank God it wasn't winter. I'd freeze. Uh, right next to the toilet was a metal desk and a counter that served as a chair for the desk. I placed my sack on the counter and sat down. Uh, I was so tired from waking up at four in the morning and taking a long bus ride to the unit, I hoped this was my last stop. All I wanted was my small belongings inside my sack, and the, all I had was my small belongings inside the sack and my white uniform I wore. I heard the rattle of the keys approach my cell. The guard stopped at my door and fumbled with the keys. She unlocked my door again and stepped inside to allow the inmate behind her to give me a bedroll and a gown. I grabbed the bedroll from her and placed it on my top, on the bottom bunk. Uh, I had to stay in my cell, which meant my food would be brought to me. Well, time to unroll the bedroll. It was a blanket and two white sheets, a pair of ugly gray socks, and a very small towel. The towel only covered my head while I waited for night to fall. I heard the conversations between other inmates down the hall. Some would scream across to each other. One inmate, one inmate called out my cell number. Hey, 17, what are you here for? What'd you do? I didn't respond. I had heard stories of this place. Back in the early 1900s, it used to be a boys' unit. It was home. This is actually kind of going back to... Um, some little backstory of like what, what she was telling us in her episode. Um, sorry, back in the early 1900s, it used to be a boys unit. It was home to troubled boys and orphan boys. They told me stories about balls rolling down the halls at night. <laughs> Others said they could hear little boys talking. Yeah, I believed in that stuff, but I was so tired I didn't really care. I made my bed on the top bunk and rested. I drifted off until the guard came with th that same inmate to deliver my tray. She opened the tray door to my cell and inserted the tray. Then she gave me my cup through the space between the bars. Thanks, I said. Uh, they went off to the next cell. I ate and placed my tray back in the tray slot. I came back to, into my bunk and uh, went into a fitful sleep. Between the other inmates talking to each other and the constant rattling of keys, I came in and out of sleep. Finally, night fell and we had to get up to present our IDs for the nightly count before we could uh, all sleep. The halls got quiet. I could sleep now. I was so tired I pulled the blanket over me and faced the wall. It must have been the middle of the night when I awoke, but I was awake in my dream. It was like my body was still asleep, but somehow I could see everything around me. Astral projecting, maybe? Maybe. Right? Uh, I looked up at the ceiling and I saw... And all I saw was heavy darkness. It was weird because the dim light from the hallway shone inside the cell. However, it was pitch black. I turned over and looked down at the ground. What I saw really scared me. In the middle of the floor was a little girl and a little boy. They were sitting on the ground with their legs folded. They had a piece of chalk in their hands. But the scariest part of it all was a pentagram. 
they had drawn on the ground. Oh, shit. Yeah. They were sitting on top of it. They didn't look happy or sad. They looked like they were concentrating on whatever they were doing. I swallowed hard and tried waking up. I couldn't really move. They weren't talking, but I could still feel them there. Finally, I jerked awake in the dim light and... Sorry. Finally, I jerked awake and the dim light was shining back into my room. I could see everything in the shadows. The heavy darkness was gone. The kids were gone. The pentagram was gone. I fell back on the bed and took a deep breath. Was it a dream? It didn't feel like it. To this day, I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was a vision? I don't know. But the image of those kids on the pentagram still haunts me. Little did I know that wouldn't be my last experience. Jesus. That's a tease. Imagine... That's crazy that the first two stories both had little kids in it, boy and a girl. Oh, yeah. I didn't even process that. Huh. I wonder if that's like a thing. I don't know. That's just me trying to to find meaning in everything. But I don't know. Like the dynamic of, well, first off, little kids just in general. Like I said, I can't do little kid ghosts. They creep creep me out. Something that's, about that. That's why That's why the cover art for the episodes is uh, two creepy little kids. Oh, who are those two creepy little kids? Do you know any chance? That would be us. Oh, yeah. Just use yeah. my awesome photoshopping skills to make it look creepy. I don't oh, have yeah. awesome photoshopping skills. I mean, it's pretty legit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was... I remember when I was reading that, it just... Like, you already... Just her description of what prison life is kind of like gets you all in a sad mood. And then you get hit with freaking kids sitting on a chalk pentagram like <laughs> no no yeah. thank you I, and then and the thing is like it's not like you're in a room where you can just be like oh peace out i'm done like, yeah. fuck and walk out like you're stuck in that room yeah you know what i mean like i mean i know that, that max was asleep when they when she uh had the the dream or whatever and then woke up but i mean like if i wake up from a nightmare and i'm like you know what i don't want to be in this room right now i can just walk out of the room and go to like the living room or go to another room or something like that or go mm-hmm. get a drink of water in the kitchen and <clears throat> you wake up in a jail cell and it's like well you're gonna have to stand on that thing if you want to get off your bed yeah or where yeah. it was you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. fuck dude like and the thing like is like trapped yeah yeah and the thing is like i know max mentioned about it being a uh, and right now in the story about it being a, a a boy's home and stuff like that and that there was some like dark history there and stuff like that so it's it's just very i don't know it's it's i really want to like i don't know how i'd be how i'd be able to go about like trying to figure out or investigate what happened there you know what i mean like yeah because i mean i don't think like a lot of that stuff would be documented anyway you know what i mean like if it's a boy's home, like, and you're supposed to be taking care of these boys, why the hell would you have there documented that, you know, oh, yeah, these boys were beat and stuff like that, you know? So, um, I mean, not to say that I don't believe what Max is saying. It's just, it just like, to kind of, like, learn about it, you know, learn about the history and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, I mean, like, you can kind of assume, especially if they're, it's, like, troubled boys kind of thing. I'm sure there's just, like, a lot of, you know, not-so-great things happening there. Yeah, a lot of negative energy and stuff. What do you think you would do in that situation? Like if you, I don't even, I can't even say woke up and saw that because Max doesn't, wasn't, doesn't even know if like she was awake or not. Like just that weird, again, in between dreaming and sleeping state. 
Like, what, how would, how would you react? Like, if you finally fully woke, woke up, I know you said like you would leave the room, but would you even be able to go back to sleep? Cause I don't think I would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to go back to sleep immediately. It just depends. Well, okay. So like in the house, when I was having those, when I talked about in the other episode about, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> those like really horrible dreams that I had that I would wake up and I would go back to sleep, but I'm in my house. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have like, I mean, I do have a choice, right? And I, like I said, I could have walked out of the room, but at that point, I was just like, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eric's being interrupted by his cat. I don't know if you guys can. I, I'm sure you guys can hear that. It's, she's being a rat today. So she, if you, if you dude, hear kitty cats in, in the background, that's that's why. This is literally every day. Like, I think my wife is in the kitchen. Like, so I don't know what she's doing over here meowing under the door like she literally puts her mouth under the door like she's <laughs> like she's trying like it's not just like a meowing at the door no like yeah. where the crack between the door and the floor is yeah. she'll put her mouth and she'll start meowing through that crack like hey like listen to me i'm i'm here i'm like no dude like oh my god that and, is the and most then, obnoxious you know oh what i mean my gosh. so that's a daily occurrence and it, it can be annoying i mean i love her but especially yeah. when we're trying to record yeah anyway it's, it's not usually that bad today's just she's being like extra bratty. extra she's yeah. being extra real extra <laughs> yeah and and i had actually reached out to max after um she sent me this and and i read through it um and i asked if if that if she ever saw those kids again and she never saw those kids but obviously had other experiences like the one that she she told us uh in her episode but i'm pretty sure um other things happen but like we said, I mean, with that abundance of negative energy, just just from the it being a prison, and then before that, a, a troubled boys' home. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised at all whatsoever. All right, guys. So this last one is also was also sent in by uh, Luza Carmen, um, and again, like I mentioned, she's a nurse, and previously she used to work at at a hospital, and. I personally have never worked in a hospital. I have worked in a nursing home before. And I mean, even in the nursing home, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of experiences that I had oh there. My so God. those stories, I, sorry. Yeah. I'm just excited to eventually tell those. Or yeah, I, was gonna tell say, them. I I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll get into it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get into any of them today. I'm going to try not to because I do want to save those for like their own. Cause yeah, I like, dude, okay. I think I, we can make, I think honestly we could probably make a couple of episodes off of yeah. the amount of things that have happened in, uh, <clears throat> in that, in that nursing home. Maybe and I'm you could sure do, do one if, if we have enough time after we discuss okay. this after. Yeah. Um, so, okay. You're right. All right. Let me get to the, so again, this is uh, Luz de Carmen, and this did happen to her personally. Um, and this was at one of the hospitals there in Matamoros. Uh, so she starts, uh, this story takes place in a hospital that I used to work at. I worked for a few, uh, I worked a few shifts at night working as a nurse. Eric, you know more than anyone that those of us who work in a hospital at night see and hear weird things. And this story is about one of those weird things. One night when I had to do a shift in the labor and delivery, they didn't have any patients. And in the hospital when uh, and in the hospital when there aren't any patients on the floor, 
the hospital allows us to take a break for a few hours while we don't have work. I was, I was tired, so I took off my shoes and laid in one of the empty beds, as a nurse would do, of course. I was asleep when all of a sudden I hear the cries of a newborn baby. I shot out of bed. Yeah. I shot out of bed and put my shoes on as fast as I could and ran to the delivery area. I knew that no one could have given birth. I knew that no one could have given birth to a baby without me preparing them and being present. They would have had to call me in to let me know that there was a mother in labor. We know that even though a mother comes in, sorry, we know that even though a mother comes in and her labor is is very advanced, there is a preparation that needs to take place. I stood on my tiptoes and looked into the window on the door that leads into the delivery area and everything was fine. No one was inside the delivery room. So I got scared and I thought, oh, maybe it's a C-section. But I thought even if that's the case, they still would have had to, they still would have needed to call me to prepare the patient. And I kept hearing the baby's cries. I couldn't pass through the operating room. So I could, so I called out to one of my coworkers through the transfer area. Her name is also Carmen. Uh, the transfer area to the operating room where usually, or she usually was was, and also slept when she was on the shift and given a break. So she comes out, and I asked if there is a C-section being performed because I hear a baby crying, and asked her, "Can you hear it?" Still kind of groggy, Carmen asked me, "What are you hearing?" So I told her, "You're hearing a baby," or no, she asked me, "You're hearing a baby." So I replied, yes, in one of the operating rooms, to which she replied, oh, that. Yeah, I hear it. But don't worry about it. You hear that all the time. I'm used to it already. It's nothing. What? Just go back. Yeah. Just go back to uh, just go uh, just go back to your area. Yeah. You're just hearing a baby ghost cry. It's fine. It's all normal. Yeah. Just keep keep working. What the? F- okay. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's nothing. Just go back to sleep or do something else. You're always going to hear that. So I went back to my area in shock and the crying stopped. I couldn't go back to sleep. I couldn't rest. So what I did was ask permission to go to the medical floor because I didn't want to be there by myself in the labor and delivery room anymore. Yeah, no. She goes, to be honest, I was terrified to hear the baby's cries again. This is one of my, uh, this is one of my scary stories from a hospital, from a hospital. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, no, but I mean, it makes sense though. Like how many babies were, probably born you know and still didn't born really make like it yeah. yeah or yeah exactly we're born didn't make it or we're born still born and stuff like that and you get all that residual energy in there and you know it's uh it's a scary thing man I, I that's again that's one of those things where like like again i know i've had experiences but i've never heard like cries or something like that it's just been things that i see you know what i mean yeah and for for a second the way that the story was going, like the first thing that popped up, uh, bleh, sorry, the first thing that popped up into my head was, um, uh, have you ever heard of uh, exploding head syndrome? No. No. So it's like when people are, I don't know, super stressed or it's like hormones or whatever, uh, and they're falling asleep. It's kind of like this in between again of awakening to sleep, and then they hear, or maybe they're fully asleep. I can't remember. They hear. Uh, like a, a loud bang or like a door closing or like a gunshot and like screams like people have actually heard mm-hmm. like yeah or bells ringing um and it's just but it's just in your head like it's not actually happening but it's mm-hmm. like scientifically you know proven like it's it's a thing it's not like a paranormal thing right um 
So at first I was going to be like, oh, okay, maybe it was something like that. Although a baby crying isn't necessarily screaming. But then once the, the other nurse is like, oh, yeah, like it happens all the time. It's whatever. It's like, yeah. wait, okay, I don't think it's exploding head syndrome. And that's not normal. <laughs> and I could yeah. not go back to sleep. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, it, again, it goes back to like, well, if you're used to it and you experience it all the time, it's just like, well, okay, well, this is something that's going to happen. And I just kind of like, you know, fucking get used to it or, you know. It's on a different level. Like I, I probably would have asked for a transfer too. Cause I don't think that I would have been able to deal with like a baby crying, like hearing that. But also on top of that, it's a ghost baby. <laughs> Like, it's just heartbreaking, too. Like, you, you want to, like, it's, yeah, you just want to, like, help the baby or, like, soothe the baby, and you're like, you can't. And especially even more so if it's, like, a ghost baby, and it just can kind of get in your brain and just drive you nuts. But, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I ever heard anything like that. Like I said, I've never heard, like, disembodied voices or anything like that. Usually, like, it's just things that we've seen there at the nursing home. I don't know if any of the other nurses or any of the uh, certified nursing assistants, the CNAs, I don't know if maybe they've heard um, voices or anything like that. But I mean, the only thing that like I've seen things uh, and I heard it, I heard like one thing, but it, it was more an object, you know, moving and I've been touched um, or had my scrub pulled, but that was it. Like nothing like, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather have all that stuff happen to me than hear a, a person or see a, you know, or hear a baby crying or something like that. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You say that you would rather see stuff where right? like I've, I've told you multiple times, like you, you do see stuff. You, you see things more than I do. Um, and that like, I think you're more clairvoyant, which means like you see things, um, and I feel like I'm more clairaudient and clairaudient, which means like you hear stuff and clairsentient, like meaning that you feel things. Um, like emotion things or feel things like touching things? Um, you Like you feel another's like physical pain, you know, and, and, not, and that's not saying that you're you're not clairsentient because I know that that you are and. Maybe I should just kind of talk about all the Claire's a little bit to because kind of... I hate people off the rip and I'm usually right about them. You hate right, everybody though. No, <laughs> not everybody. Okay, no, no, no. I know. Um, yeah. So again, if if you believe in psychic abilities and and whatnot, um, there's again depending on what you believe, four to five. Uh, there's uh, clairvoyance, like I said, which is clear seeing there's clear audience is which is clear hearing clear sentient means clear feeling clear uh this is this is one that i don't want to say is new for me but um i guess i don't really hear well that's a lie i just I, yeah i guess i don't really hear as much these these next two uh clear aliens uh means clear smelling which i've i've actually had some people where well, it's like if you walk into a room and like all of a sudden, or maybe not walk into a room, but like you smell like roses and you're like, oh, like, oh like grandma's Keith, perfume I, or whatever. Did, I think that Keith mentioned uh, that at oh, one, yeah, sometimes like there's the cigarette smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. That that would be yeah, clear, clear aliens. Um, clear gust, gustance is clear tasting. Hmm. Um, yeah. that I guess that one is more like I've, I hadn't really ever heard of. Um, 
but it makes sense. It's obviously you have the ability to taste something that isn't actually there. Um, and then clear cognizance is a uh, clear knowing, which it's just one of those things. It's like a download and it just like comes to you and like, you just know. Um, and, and I think like, you know, everybody has certain, certain psychic abilities just in general. It's kind of a, whether you want to work on them or not, but some come easier than others. Like I said, like for you, brother, you know, you see things a hell of a lot more often than I do. So I think you're more clairvoyant than, than anything. Not to say that you don't have any of those other skills, but like on a scale of one to 10, it's more of a, I don't know, seven versus everything else is like a, I don't know, two, three kind of thing. Or yeah. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but, mm-hmm. um, where whereas- are you? I don't know. Maybe I'm, it's clear cognizance and I know. Um, but yeah, whereas for me, I f- feel like I'm uh, more of a clear sentient. I just feel things a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, than normal. Yeah. I think that would also kind of suck because like, I mean, it would be good. Like if I was, like, the reason I'm saying that is because of the places that I've worked at, like, a lot of people I know have suffered and stuff. So like, I don't know if I would want to feel all that stuff, but uh, yeah, like, I I mean, again, like I said, I'm glad I only saw and kind of felt things rather than actually hearing like disembodied voices and, and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's the one that I'm scared of just because I feel like I would think that I'm insane. Yeah. (laughs) But, but at the same time, I would, a hundred percent rather hear things than see things i think if i can like really? seeing it seeing it in my mind's eye i don't mind but well i don't know maybe because the things that i have seen have freaked me out i guess mm-hmm. um well i'm not gonna lie i think I, I i'd rather see it in my mind's eye as well but you know luckily some of the things that i have seen aren't they're just people you know that yeah. can't like m- most of the time it's like um dark figures as far as like it's people like i can tell it's a person it's just, but they're just yeah. dark well yeah like black I, yeah you know, well, it's like, it's evil. yeah 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 and and that's what i was i don't even remember what episode because we have so with, many episodes yeah i think it was with keith <laughs> no it was, it was it was an episode before where i think it actually might have been the halloween special i don't know but basically uh what i had said was when we see shadow people or shadow figures, it's not necessarily that they're bad or evil. It could just be that they don't have enough energy or they don't know how to come through like as like, yeah, manifest completely. Or we can't, we don't like haven't leveled up our psychic abilities to be able to see them clearly either. So, I mean that, but that's good though, that like you're seeing them and you're not like freaking out because they're not giving off (laughs) that. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you didn't see but i made a face yeah. yeah i mean i'm freaking out not because it feels evil just because you What's see you something that's not supposed yeah. to be there you know yeah what I mean? yeah and, and i think that's maybe i just need to see something and then be like oh okay that's what it's like it's really yeah. not that bad i think yeah it's just a you know scared of the unknown haven't really experienced it often enough to like not be freaked out by it yeah, because I think as as I've seen more things, like because at the when I was when I was at the nursing home, like anytime I would see something like it or, or experience something, it really kind of like freaked me out. Mm-hmm. But the more that I've seen, and the thing is, the more that I talk to you about it and stuff like that, and we talked about things like this, um, 
it's made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we got like way off topic here from the listener stories, but you know, it kind of, I guess, pushed us in that direction. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, I think it's crazy too, how the first two had two children. Well, I mean, they all really had children in them. They did. Yeah. And I don't think like when I chose those two to start with, cause she sent in like four or five and I just like, oh, let's start with these two. But I hadn't really, it hadn't really clicked in my head that they were, um, they had children in it. And then I, I didn't tell you about them. So you didn't know that, that they had children. And then you told me their Max's ended up having a children in it too. So it's just funny. Yeah. It's funny how things work, man. I have a feeling but we're yeah. going to have a lot more of those. While yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to get, she, she did send in another hospital story and I haven't listened. Did I listen to that? I don't think I listened to that one. No, I didn't listen to that one, but I'm really interested in listening. Cause I don't know, like I said, since I've experienced things in, in nursing homes and stuff like that, I'm always interested to hear other nurses experiences and, and their workplaces and stuff. It'd, like that. Yeah. It'd be super awesome to be able to get a whole bunch of, uh, um, not necessarily hospital stories, but I guess, uh, medical field you know, people work. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure they see so much shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even, you know, outside of your stories, brother, I've heard, I've heard some crazy, some crazy ones. So if you are in the medical field, please send in your story. <laughs> and even if you're not in the medical field, please send in your story. Okay. That's true too. <laughs> no, no. But like, honestly, guys, uh, we really enjoy hearing your guys stories because i mean don't get us wrong we love talking about our stories too obviously but (laughs) um we also like to hear your guys stories whether it be an interview or whether you guys write them in uh which you can do uh by sending us an email or sending us messages on our social media our instagram is at we believed you podcast twitter is at wbdy podcast Facebook is we believe do you question mark and our email is guess what we believe do you at gmail.com if you have any stories or would like to be interviewed shoot us a, a dm an email whatever it is and we'll get back to you yeah guys we tried to make it really easy for you to be able to find us uh and send us messages so go ahead and do that uh like follow and share all our posts, our stories to get the word out there on us uh, because we really want to hear more people's stories. We want to get more stories written in and don't let it deter you that it's in Spanish. Um, you know, send them in, we can translate them. And again, if you don't want to be, uh, if you want to be anonymous, you don't want to be, I guess we could even do interviews anonymously, right? We just yeah. won't mention them in the, in, in the beginning. So if, even if you want to get interviewed and you don't want your name mentioned, let us know. I mean, I don't think we can alter your voice, but you can definitely <laughs> uh, not mention your name and you can go ahead and uh, give, uh, you know, tell your story anyway. So send them in, guys. We really want to hear them because we believe. Do you? Do you?